chat with me in comments and stuff say they basically always come and there's always somebody who comes and says glad to see another episode of keeping up with the caspians <laughs> <I'm> just... <laughs> up with the oh my uh, that's yeah, well. Welcome to the party. We are looking for more of your podcast for all things gaming with a focus on MMOs, RPGs, game development, and game culture, or I should say geek culture. I'm your host, Phoenix, also known as Samorg. I'm joined today by our returning party members. Let's welcome back the Nathan Napalm. What's up, everybody? Glad to be here. Also, let's welcome back Sir Chicken Legs himself, Daedalus, <laughs> the Ashen Herald. <laughs> He's like, damn you, Don't sin. worry, dude. I'll paint your wagon on Sunday, baby. <laughs> I know it. So as we were getting started, oh, we'll, we'll fill you in on this story very soon, friends, okay? But before we dig in, got to give a shout out to all of the Imperial Flames, which are the supporters here on Twitch, YouTube, Patreon. Thank you so much for keeping this party's bags pack provision stocked for all of our adventures here on the show. And speaking of the show, if you'd like to do us a solid, show us a little love, you can go over to our pinned post over on Twitter at the LFM show. Check out the pinned post. Check out the iTunes location, along with all the other podcast places. Go over, give us a five star, leave us a comment, and we will literally, well, we will read that here live, won't we, as we usually do. Um, speaking of live, if you'd like to leave a, um, you know, like a phone message for us via voicemail, you can do that over at one five three nine. Six six four six eight zero one. You do that, and we will play it here live. Obviously, as long as it is appropriate, um, friends. It's been a hell of a week. So, why was I starting off like that? Well, you see, Daedalus might have to step away for a little bit, and we got a glance. He, he, this glorious backdrop you see, this is not. It's not real, as in real as in touch. You know, there you go. You see what I mean? It's it's literally, it's it's science. It's technology and um, technology and science. Yes. <laughs> it's it's those words that sometimes people try to neglect. You know, sort of like the sun being real. Flat earthers were talking about you. Wait um, a minute. Wait a yes. minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Some people think the sun isn't real. Some people they think that there are lamps in the sky, just like they think the Earth is flat. You haven't heard these crazy rumors? Oh, okay, okay. They that mm -hmm. so they do believe it exists. They just don't believe it exists in the way as we are they, told. Okay, yeah, gotcha, gotcha. they don't they don't believe they exist in a scientific way. I mean, okay, all right, yeah. <laughs> I'll let that go. Yeah, to each his own, I guess. I'm not saving that one in the archive. I'll just let that one go. <laughs> okay. <laughs> There's not enough room for that kind of bullshit. Yeah, I'll just yeah. say that right now. Uh, so, for example, um, I got to see if I can try to remind me when I get to talking about the Atlantis conversation. Because I want to show you all this image I pulled up. And it's actually really fun to look at. Because I was like, oh, my God, that's actually really interesting. Um, so I'm going to be adding it here shortly. Um, but... I thought that it would be more interesting to sort of start with this really awesome image. Now, Nathan, you didn't get to see this because I didn't have enough time to actually share with y'all, but I did get it from Daedalus via our Discord, which is over at discord.gg forward slash more. You can go in there and check it out. Check this out. You ready? All right, cool. Mm -hmm. Ready for I'm ready. it? Ready. Ready. Here's the image. 
I just, um, I think I just basically want to ask you two gentlemen, what, what are your first thoughts when you see this image? People that are uh, listening to this are probably going, what are we talking about? And I, I say, know, my, mm-hmm. my first thing is um, a certain uh, MMO that's launching this year. Yeah, I would, I would say something's drifting into my mind, perhaps embers that are addressed yeah. in my mind. Anything train wreck, dumpster fire, that's the very first thing that comes to my mind. It Either that is. or New World. I don't know. I've just Wait, the, Dumpster fire. That actually kind of looks like a dumpster on fire with like a, a little puppy dog sitting there. Is that drinking coffee? He's drinking coffee. He or she, He's drinking right? coffee. You know yes. what he's saying? You know what he's uh, saying? He's saying exactly mm. what, you know, the audience needs to hear is that this is fine. We're Normal. releasing this year. This is fine. Yeah. <laughs> Regular oh, development. Boy. Everybody just everything's OK. And. You know, or or some, for some people, I think they might think of Blizzard, um, oh, shit. Diablo Immortal. Oh, my God. You're hitting on things that are like are literally coming up so soon on the list. They're literally, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you I hit mean, on two of the three things that are on the literal list of bullet yep. points that are right there. And you're not even on the document right now. That's the best part, everybody. We're going to talk about the new, uh, I mean, it's pretty new, but we are we, we have them listed the new Elder Scrolls uh, oh, games. Oh, we that's not on here but let's talk okay. about that <laughs> i can't use it what's new but you know what you know what i was thinking <laughs> if if tables can talk why not dumpsters right if dumpsters can talk they would say this is fine they would say you that know, in a certain game world you know what the I best part think. is about this image though right daedalus you should know because it was wasn't it wasn't it uh like presented as like a recommendation for you like on your amazon when you were like searching through or something as a matter of fact yeah today (laughs) was like like the i've i've had i would say a series of unfortunate events like over the past week or so and i was looking on amazon for a couple things and i'm like recommended for you and then that showed up and i was like Really, universe? Is that what you're trying to tell me? <laughs> you know, uh, I got something real fun around this, though. Um, and it's it's kind of a segue into talking about, well, fire, things that are adrift. Ember's a... Oh, my gosh. I guess I'm just going to link it. I'm not going to say anything. I want to... Nathan, you saw it, right? You saw what I'm talking about, yeah. the article. Oh, yeah. The video, yeah. more specifically. Yeah. They released a video. It. I I don't know. And I'm not saying this is the case that like MMORPG.com basically takes money to like write articles and, and potentially do that. I don't know because I don't know what their what their like, you know, actual guidelines are. And I'm not saying that. I'm just saying they were really kind in that article about this. And made yeah. it very pleasant. Um, and so I was just kind of like, it, it's like a trend, right? And, and look, it, it's a, it's fair to cover things, but I don't see uh, Camelot Unchained getting that kind of coverage, by the way. Yeah, which is interesting. And they've made, they've actually started making some fairly decent updates lately. So yeah, um, they're decent. No, nobody really cares because it's kind of the thing. Uh, yeah, but like I think it's one of those things where I think that MMORPG.com also is just really desperate for news and this is coming out this year and I think that 
you know, they're just kind of like, whatever, you know. Obviously, they're not playing the game, right? Because there's only like four people trying the game right now, and those are all devs. So, man, you know, not even Steven Weber, who wrote this uh, article, is playing in the beta. Um, yeah, so, dude. I'm like, literally nobody is. Um, yeah. It's, it's the emptiest. Uh, thing i've ever seen then their twitch channel uh, actually you're gonna get into that so i won't bring that up we'll wait oh. uh, but do you look at the comments for this this actual article though dude like i don't know i kind of stopped reading shit. a couple paragraphs in because I, I just felt like yeah i mean i'm oh, disappointed yeah. no magic i i usually <laughs> oh, i usually saw that go, comment too i was like oh There's yeah i, I you yeah. yeah i usually like really like the articles that mmrpg does because they seem relatively balanced this was just like i mean it there wasn't any addressing of like even to say hey there's been some feedback out here or this is some of the feedback yeah, it just true. felt like they didn't have a lot of facts in there it was just more hey i mean like if i had no knowledge of what was going on and what they've done i would have been like oh they're cool i let me check this mmo out right and it was it was just really man. disappointing, honestly. I was uh, uh, real talk, man. I, I watched a video and it was just all the talking points, man. You know, the catchphrases, yeah. the, the cliche it, things that people like to hear. Just it was done just a pitch poorly too, and done right? poorly. I agree. Yeah, I was like, yeah, uh, uh, and you, you've got comments like. There's quite a few comments. Yeah, there are. MMORPG.com usually doesn't get this many. I haven't no. seen a good one yet. But, I agree. Um, it's a lot of comments, and uh, this is one of my favorites right here. All this game did was make me stop watching Aloha. I saw that, too, and I was like, oh, that's, yeah. that Ouch. sucks. That was Ouch. painful to read that. Oh, I mean, a lot of these, like, oh, my gosh, dude. Yeah, you just read it, and... Oh, man. They're Jeez. harsh. Some of these are harsh, man. Yeah, they're bad. It's all bad. I just found another one that maybe is even worse. Uh, genuinely, I feel comfortable putting this game in my top three worst gaming experiences I've ever had. There's zero value to this game. They're doing a subscription model. It's comedy. Yeah, I don't see how they think that they're going to actually get... You know what I'm saying? It's, I don't get it. I don't see it. What they're thinking. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I, I bring this up because I think here's my here's my perspective right i think i agree with you too nathan i think that like mmrpg.com for example and others like sometimes we get kind of these drought periods and you just need to like cover some stuff like you just need some stuff out there you, which is why you see them like popping up conversation pieces um yeah. something that you you'll pop up there will be like around maybe even an like an rpg game you know or like yeah. a tabletop game things that uh, you know right. at least have like tie tie-ins even yeah. survival games that are mmos technically are up there in fact we're going to talk about one today because i saw that and i'm just like that's interesting and yeah there's nothing yeah. wrong with the subscription model um but and I, think, I gotta and I, yeah i guess i gotta say too before we mm. move on to a different subject that i had a personal experience with this because when i first went full-time i was like i'll stream you know four or five times a week or whatever and then i'll just make like two or three videos a day that was my original plan and then I was like, I started realizing like, well, these are going to be like really crappy videos. There's just not enough to talk about, you know, going on right now. Yeah. Um, so I was like, well, I don't want to do that. You know, I don't want to just make videos just to have a bunch of fluff on my channel. Mm -hmm. So that's why I was like, well, until there's good news and big news, 
I'll just freaking stream, right? So I, I just stream six to eight hours a day yep. because I can make content on the games are already out. You know what I mean? I feel like um, that too, though, with like video stuff, because like I'll have weeks like I feel like this week and like next week are kind of going to feel fuller, fuller for me because I feel like there's more like things to talk about because like, oh, my gosh, I actually feel like for the first time in like two months or so that like I actually feel like I, I'm trying to keep up with the things I actually want to talk about and like would have fun talking about. And, um, you know, so like when you kind of feel that way, like you're talking about where it's like doing it for the sake of doing it, um, at least from my perspective, that can kind of take some of the, the joy out of it, too, from for me. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. It does. Yeah. Which is what a mess. So what a mess. What a mess. Like, I really do think this is I'm, I mean, just I always said up until Embers of Dream, yeah. that if you even just make an MMO, you'll make some money because we have so few coming out. Right. I agree. I used to, I used I used to, to 100% that. believe that, but after Embers of Drift, I'm like, well, never mind. Um, I guess, I guess that's not 100% mm. true because nobody cares at all. Like, everybody just sees right through the crap. Thank God, by the way, because uh, I was afraid it was going to actually sell decently and just that would be really bad for the genre because there is a market for this game, but I would say it's yeah. probably like 0. 0.00000000001. 000 so basically about five people on the planet and uh, four of those are devs um, that would enjoy this game. You know, bring up the tabletop element. That was like one of the things I noticed was that it seems like a pretty big, strong point for them. And I and I hear that, but I'm like, and I just think to myself, yeah, but like it's really badly done. It's not even true, in my opinion, right? Like, yeah, I would agree too. Anything that a normal human would think of with tabletop is not in this game. So I don't, you know, it's just one of those things. Like, in my opinion, you cannot have a fantasy game. Period. Forget about MMO. You can't even right. say it's a fantasy game if you don't have some sort of magic, some sort of creatures. We talked about that last week too. With like the what were they like animals outside of our home Rabbits, kind of thing? Deer, yeah, and bear or <laughs> the big things, crocodile bears. or alligator or something too. I think yeah, bears was like the most vicious, uh, the most daunting creature that you might come across in that new zone of theirs. The fifth one that they talked about. This is what I don't get though. Like I, I, I do, I do cover Camelot of Chain like regularly, sort of now because I feel like it's a great case study. Sort sure. of like Chronicles of Illyria is. Um, definitely wouldn't say that I'd consider them in the same ballpark in terms of like talking about the problems, right? But it shocks me though, because I don't really see sites covering Camelot Unchained. And they do pretty regular dev updates. Granted, I have my own opinions about their dev updates and stuff, but I feel like they're, you know, there's like consistent momentum there and it's absolutely showcaseable even though i would criticize a lot of the things it's still there i can't deny that it exists when it's when it's there every time um but when i see this stuff i'm just like dude it's not any different than what we talked about for like six months is it really though yeah yeah it's really not it, i mean it's mm. it's something though <sighs> at least um you know, they're claiming and, you know, I have no way of proving what they say is true, but I would assume their testers could. So I'm assuming they're not mm. lying uh, that they got new zones ready and yeah. um, et cetera. So, uh, you know, it sounds like they're moving along at some sort of pace now, maybe. Um, hopefully. You know what else? Yeah. Is moving along at a steady pace, don't you? Yeah. <laughs> Which one are we going to hit on is the real question, isn't it? This this honestly, this in the pit of my stomach, this just this, this makes me sick. 
that they're successful. It's like that 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 model of shady practice works. Well, I mean, Diablo who, who are you Immortal. To? Oh, we're talking about uh, is that what we're talking about? Diablo Immortal. Diablo Immortal. Because they were Immortal, like, the last time we checked in was like forty-seven. Now they're at a million. Hundred million wow. in actual microtransaction revenue. I, I literally want to want to cancel the entitlement culture because that's what's happening right now. It's like yeah. people think it's like I just have to be like I just have to spend money to be good, right? And I just I know what Diablo I mean, Immortal is a hundred percent. Like yeah, if you got, the I, I would most rather money, you would be the strongest yeah. and not spend any money than mm-hmm. pay money. And because it's it's not a real success. It's it's I mean it's it's paid success. And and that's unfortunate, right? In a game where you want to achieve something. I mean, where where the true reward is achieving something, achieving something with friends. That's kind of how MMOs and that whole mm-hmm. multiplayer experience started for me. It's like a group of buddies getting together, having some fun, doing some stuff. You may win, you may lose, but you're always having fun. As opposed to I'm just gonna, you know, pull my wallet out, you know, drop a few dimes, and then all of a sudden I'm, you know, God mode. Yeah. We're looking for a particular. Me. Yeah, I totally agree with y'all. So in in this, it says that uh, by comparison, Pokemon Go passed 100 million in trans- microtransaction revenue after just two weeks. Right. Nintendo's Fire Emblem Heroes needed 10 weeks to reach 100 million in player spending. It's according to a report. And Pokemon Diablo- Go did it way more, by the way. Um, yeah. In a better way. Uh, I agree. You know. Like it felt like you, your choice is to either just play the game, which meant you had to go out and do things, or if you didn't want to go out very much, you had to spend some money, you know. Um, and I felt like that was more fair. It felt okay to me. Uh, I spent some money on Pokemon Go, but I never spent an outrageous amount. I loved that game. I thought it was. I thought it was a lot. Yeah, we definitely talked about it here before. But Diablo Immortal's gone to China now on July twenty fifth. Oh, so it is finally getting it. it. Is. Remember that got messed up because the guy yes. made the comment. Yeah. Are you ready for this part? Are you ready to hear this? This is just setting the we're setting the bar for future discussions here. <laughs> After two days, right? So it released in China on July 25th. And the country is expected to significantly contribute more in total spending. After two days, Diablo Immortal was the most downloaded app on the app store in China. And that's across all apps, not just games. <clears throat> so um predictions for the next month i'd say they hit 200 million easy you know i don't understand mm. china's economy enough to make a comment to be honest with you i don't understand how they're yeah that's a fair point i just don't understand i've never looked into it um i don't know i just don't get how their economy works so i have no idea how that's gonna go yeah like if it was south mm. korea i can make a i can make a guess anyway uh, yeah. you know south korea they'll spend some money and they they like this monetization model overall um Mm -hmm. the china i just i just don't know i don't know enough about them yeah i definitely think that uh i think that you're gonna see a lot of the same you know just based on some of the i i I may basically make that statement based on mobile games and there's like a lot of chinese mobile games that are like really good done crazy good so i feel like it's pretty i feel pretty confident they're gonna just i think 200 million in like the next month is probably pretty possible i don't know about like you know in terms of like and you know longevity too like what happens think about this like so 
you're going to have some people. I mean, this is to me, this is like, this is blows my mind that this is even a reality. There are definitely going to be people there already are who've definitely dumped a ton of money into Diablo Immortal and absolutely are pay pay pig in that game to have the best cosmetics, oh, yeah. gems, everything. Um, <clears throat> it makes me curious though, right? Like of the people that are willing to do that and will continue to do that, whether it's like I've got, you know, 500 bucks a month I can dump in here. Um, maybe I've got like five, 500 every week. Some people do. They can dump this kind of extra cash flow in to really chase this dream of being the best in Diablo Immortal. And then, you know, when they raise the bar, like, how's that really going to like, I'm curious of the people that will push, how many will continue to push? And what will that look like from like an actual revenue perspective for Blizzard? Because it seems possible to be very high. Yeah. Which is kind yeah, of scary I mean, I, I think, you know, from my perspective, it still just feels like so empty. Like if if I had that much disposable income to dump into a game, it's like, honestly, it feels to me like using cheat codes. Like <sighs> after a while, you know, you just. Oh, yeah, for sure. It's not fun anymore because you're just like, yeah, OK, it's maybe fun for a minute because like everything is getting one shot or what have you. But after a while, it just stops being fun because like there's no challenge. There's no obstacles to overcome. There's no like usage of your brain to like you know i don't know i just it just feels pretty empty to me that and 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 i'm again i'm just disappointed they're so successful not but that i don't want like if there's a good game out there i want it to succeed i and i do feel like there's elements of diablo immortal that were really fun but i never had to um like go super high on a paywall i mean i got something that had gave me like a few cosmetics and a few gems and that was it and i was like yeah that's 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 enough for me 20 bucks is worth it right but then just kind of seeing this like this beast continue to get fed it's like man this is this this is why developers aren't learning because we're feeding or we're saying hey on one hand you've got a vocal community that's saying we don't like this type of thing. And then you have developers that are doing this shady stuff and they're justifying it. They're trying to rebrand what they're doing into something good. Mm. And then they're getting rewarded for that. Yeah. And what does people... it mean for Diablo four, which to be honest, um, from all the information we've got recently sounds like the Diablo of our dreams, right? Like shared open world, um yeah you know looking for group get get getting a dungeon um seeing other people running around uh uh you know uh, you know open world period like an open world diablo it sounds really freaking awesome um oh my god but they can't there's no way with the way that diablo immortal has been this successful monetary wise that they can just do it the old way like diablo 3 was or diablo 2 um because mm -hmm. of the value or the, the amount of money they can make by being skeevy now. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? Very true. Yeah. You, you're going to have a bunch of executives that are like, okay, let's, you know, let's lift and shift. Let's, yeah. let's put this model into Diablo four. It worked for Diablo immortal. 
And yeah. plus, on top of that, you're going to be what people are going to be paying box costs for Diablo Four, right? Yep. So plus, they <laughs> talked about in the a, pockets. Yeah, and they they talked about a uh, a store for microtransactions initially too. They've I think they rolled that back, but I mean, we'll see, won't we? To actually see yeah, what okay. they do. I, I don't know that I believe that they'll I, I don't believe that, that. Yeah, exactly. I believe that when mm, I see it. Same. I don't see that happening. I, I I have a feeling that them rolling it back is just gonna be like let's let's try to rebrand that too. Gems aren't gear. Let's let's keep going with that. This is this is not this is not Diablo uh immortal. It's different. And I'm gonna segue I, I, we had like this area where we talk about some of the things that are, you know, kind of like throwing a little bit of shade or a little bit of like just kind of scummy things are going down. We kind of start out with the dirty and we kind of cleanse the palette later. Um, freaking rings of power. So I watched some things since the last we did. I think we watched a trailer before last show. And then I've had a chance to watch some of the things from the San Diego Comic-Con. Oh my y'all. I, I actually think this is going to be really bad. Some of the like conversations that are coming from even some of the actors lately have been like really bad too. And I, I, well, there's like an article, which I'm going to kind of like save my, my, uh, my rant here just because I've got something sort of already basically it's on its way still. So I don't want to like ruin my discussion point, but, um, the lady that plays Disa, which is the, the, the female dwarf, right? Okay. She had this, I'm not going to like actually go and quote everything, but it was like, and then it was really interesting because as I watched the San Diego Comic-Con panel, which I was glad they actually had a panel in front of people. That was good. They actually did do that. Um, Bear McCreary was up there with like the showrunners. And then they had like one group of actors and actresses. And then they had like another group of actors and actresses and had questions and stuff like that. So it was actually good because I was like actually afraid initially that they didn't even bother. Sh- like, you know, they, they just like kept it all private and didn't even let people like ask questions, which they did. So um, with the lady that plays Disa the Dwarf, um, there was like an article. and I can't remember if it's like Bounty in the Comics. It was one of those places. But she like it was quoted in an interview and they covered it in that on that site. And those quotes were so narcissistic and entitled and absolutely only about the diversity checklist. Like how like I'm empowering and this and that and all that. But it was like very like full of herself as well. And then when I watched the panel, she was like talking about how this shows really, you know, it was very much like how we're, it was very clear that there was an acknowledgement that we're changing what Tolkien made or his, his, his universe in order to like really give all of us an opportunity to shine in diversity. And I was like, Oh, that just happened. So it doesn't seem like this is going to be any kind of good. There were some fun like discussions between some of the, the actors and actresses that were getting like questions, but generally it, it overall, even with the showrunners, like one of the showrunners came out and did like this, whole spiel speaking like elvish which would be cool except it seemed like you really only memorized it to impress people but i think they shot too high because the audience was just kind of like quiet and i'm like you shot a little too high you you shot like tolkien scholar level high to people who live and breathe this and don't have a life but this to the general people we just want to talk about the fun like characters and story 
you know, like interactions between characters that are fun. Like, like if you do like Gimli and like Legolas, you talk about that. Like people are going to have fun if you're like hitting on those things. People don't care if you can come out and recite something in Elvish. And like everybody was like, we don't even, <laughs> it was like this silence. Like you knew people were like, I don't even know what that means. And I was just like, oh man, kudos to doing it. But it was just a bunch of preaching to the points of how we're doing A, B, and C. And it's like, it didn't see passion there at all. It just seemed like talking points. Um, but to be fair, I, I also felt like that's more of what I'm seeing in general with shows and movies and adaptations. Yeah. It doesn't feel yeah. like there's real passion. It's just, yeah. I want you to be convinced that I read this book or or watched this show or something. And you're going, I don't know that I believe you really did. <laughs> yeah. You know, you know what I mean? It's like, I, it doesn't feel like you really even know this stuff. Not really. It was like you memorized the talking points on a script. Yeah. Oh, there's I, mean, that. I mean, all they aspire to be is, is timeless, Sim. Is there anything wrong with them aspiring to be timeless? Mm. I mean, in my opinion, right? Okay, I'm just going to I'm going to put my rant hand on for a second. And in my opinion, you don't want you don't aspire to be anything except make something good, something that you will be proud of and enjoy right and and you and you honor the creator that's that's in my opinion a way to make something successful is you're faithful to what the creator intended like even though there was some adaptation with the peter jackson like movies true if it felt to me like there was there was just it was really focused on story and telling a story and not checking any boxes um and and that's honestly like where i'm i'm still like i'm still on the fence on whether or not i'm gonna watch this if i do i might wait a while i won't like do it like say the witcher where i'm like day one i'm down um it just it just doesn't it doesn't feel there for me um even in the trailers, I'm still like the last one was like the official one was was OK. Yeah, I but I still kind of had this like undertone. I'm like there were still moments of it that were cringeworthy, in my opinion. The one from last um, week one like that one. Yeah. Yeah. It wasn't, it wasn't bad. <sighs> Man, dude, I'm just not even looking forward to it at this. I'm kind of like, I'm kind of starting to feel more like that now, too, because all of the stuff that just feels fake is kind of killing it for me. It's killing like the kind of even. Thinking it's worth the chance and that sucks. Yeah, like like your chat said, like who are they making it for? Right. The hundred yeah. million fans or they're really just trying to shoot for the people who's never heard of it before. Because the fact is, is like you'd have way more success just trying to please the fans and make something cool and interesting that would add value <clears throat> to what we already have existing. Mm-hmm. Um, not try to go on your own little merry way and think you can somehow do something better than the world's greatest fantasy crea- uh, world creator. Yeah. It's like, who do you think you are? That's I think that's kind of the most offensive part of it is that it's like, who do you who are who are you? You know, like who are you <laughs> to think of... that you can up token? You yeah. know, like who the hell are you? You you can't do that. You're crazy. Yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah. You did the uh I will say there was one piece to the panel that I watched that I actually was like, it was the one moment 
where I actually thought to myself, this could be really good. But then I realized we were just talking about one thing and that wasn't going to cover all of it. So it was like, oh, it was when Bear McCreary was up there and he was talking about the music. Now, I, I love the guy, right? He's going to be doing the music for Ashes. He's going to Ashes of Creation. He's um, done. I mean, he's done so many things, right? Battlestar Galactica, Outlander series. He did God of War. He did. He's done. Black Sales. Dude, name the, the list goes on. He just, I mean, I could we could sit here and talk for half an hour or more just about his list. But, um, and I actually listened to some of the music that he released. It was actually not bad. Uh, the Gladriel track was actually really nice. Um and he said something about how um, what he 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 really like hit on this. And I was like, and when he talked about it, all I could think was, why couldn't you have been a showrunner? You know what I mean? <laughs> why couldn't you have been the person who uh, no worries, they list up away, dude. Uh, he, I was like, why couldn't you be the person that was actually in charge of all of this? Because I think it would really rock. So he he quite literally said like when you went and watched any of the 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 past movies or or anything right even the cartoon and stuff right he talked about sort of the theme and the tone of the music and he made a really cool reference to like how when you heard things at least in those movies like the hobbit movies and things like that where you had the dwarves that were there there was almost like this this sort of like sad deep bellowing almost tone to it all and he was talking about how, like, you know, the dwarves in the period that they would be, you know, we're going to be showcasing the Rings of Power, they're sort of like at the height, like, of their, or the height of their actual, like, um, sort of like uh, evolution, right? Like, they've, they've got to this point where they're like the badasses, man. They are the crafters, like, they are thriving in their minds. They, they're trading, they're, they're wealthy, they're, they're very, like in a very great place. And he talked about how he really wanted to capture that and, and hoped how when you listen to that music that would be in the rings of power and you were to go in and watch like Lord of the Rings, how you would get a sense of that tone change from, you know, sort of at the peak, but being very dwarven to almost being in this place of like, things have gone really, they've gone really badly and we're carrying this sadness and everything. And I heard that and I was like, that was a really beautiful way to explain what you're trying to do. What a yeah, that's shame. You take it seriously. You know, yeah. like he's really talented he and uh, no doubt, like that's not something I doubt. The music will probably be phenomenal. Agreed. You know? Um, and that's what happens when you actually do have passion. You do care. Cause that's like next level thinking on, you know, um, trying to do something and make something that you think will be timeless for real. You know, truly. Yeah. Because a lot of viewer, what's what's crazy about that is music does this thing where like sometimes you may not remember a specific soundtrack, right? But when it happened, when you watched it, it emotionally affected you and the scene, you know? Yeah. Um, it's a really powerful tool. Uh, and I think that's one of the big major reasons that Lord of the Rings and the Hobbit movies actually are going to go down in time is the musical scores were just so good and perfect right. for each scene, you know? I agree. And that was actually something that Bear Mercury had actually mentioned too. Um, you know, it was just like the tone and like really captivating your emotion. 
And man, I was just like, oh, that was just beautiful, man. (laughs) So it's going to be interesting. I'm actually excited to just hear what he did because I'm super curious what the tone of those songs for like the dwarves are going to actually going to be like. And then going and listening to it and then trying to go listen to like stuff from The Hobbit, just getting a sense of like that change in time for them and their people. That's really cool, though. Dude, game, what a great segue into we're talking about Lord of the Rings domain. I saw I don't have it here to list, but I saw this like really cool um sort of like shout out from the creators of the survival game, The Minds of Moria. Remember we talked about that one? Yeah, yeah. I saw something on social media and I, I wish I had it on hand, but I just thought of it as we were talking. They were like they kind of posted and they were just like a lot of love and support and thanks for supporting this and all that stuff. They seem really overwhelmed by um how well it's been received so far. So I just saw that and I was like, that's kind of nice, right? Like that's that's the kind of vibe that generally I I like to see around an IP that I'm really, you know, have enjoyed for so long. I agree. And then I saw the Gollum, the game that seemed like it was going to be coming out later this year, got delayed. Yeah. Are you ready for the chain of delay announcements? Yeah, I may not even know all of them. Um, yeah, so Gollum got delayed. Yeah. The Avatar Frontiers of Pandora delayed out of 2022. Okay. And then there's the one that you might have seen that we, we had talked about, and it was uh, Knights of the Old Republic remake. Yes, yeah. That one was probably the one that bummed me the most, though. That could be good news for some of these games, uh, maybe even all of them. But I feel like I've, I had a weird feeling about um, Knights of the Old Republic because uh, it had just been a while since we've seen anything, you know? Mm, it's been a few months since we talked about it here, I think. Probably. Yeah. It looked promising. I mean, it's just, it says indefinitely. Um, according to the report, though, so here's the hoping that that's, you know, not the case. But it's it's interesting how you get like a bunch of announcements for games, and it's like, oh, but actually, it'd probably be a while. And then Prince of Persia. I mean, I have no idea when that game that's <laughs> the Sands of Time remake because that's been shipped around and it's finally back in the the Montreal studio's hands. Um, and they're it sounds like they're going to almost be doing it from the ground up, which I think a remake from some in some regard in terms of like the actual tech technological point i think it should be just because of like you're not in the same place you were when you made games back then there's so many more options and so much more you can do now um than you could then so yeah it's just kind of interesting to see that so many there's like actually it'll be a while actually be a while we don't really know when hey sorry we're gonna have to roll this back and i don't know i kind of wonder too when i see that it's like you know, is it is it like getting a little too excited and kind of getting the, the momentum running too much? And then you go, oh, crap, maybe we can't actually meet what we were talking about. Um, yeah. The and, trigger a little too quick. It could also be a little bit of that, like we live in a different age and, and a lot of developing um, uh, developers haven't gotten used to gauging time as well. Because in the old days, crunch was a totally normal thing. And that was True. just expected. And I think sometimes they set these time frames that are still on an old school mindset of like, yeah, we'll be crunching though, but we'll get it done. And then they're like, well, we can't really do that. So it just, I have a feeling that a lot of these timelines set are just based on old mentalities that no Mm. longer make sense now. You know, with all the talk around like the rings of power too, kind of, man, can you imagine if Amazon was actually pushing through with that right now? Ooh. Ooh, yeah. Ooh, man. man. What a missed opportunity, dude. I I think I, 
I think, do you feel like you would have wanted a show more or you would have wanted the game more? Mm. If it could actually be delivered and done, you know, in a way that was respectful to like the vision and all that jazz. So you mean like an open world, like super RPG, awesome, uh, Lord of the Middle Earth game yeah. or the show? And I had to pick one. Yeah. And, and, and yeah. either way, it would be super high quality. Is that what yes. you're saying? Oh, man, that's hard. Isn't um, it though? <laughs> I would go with the game just because really? I feel like you can get infinite enjoyment for like decades out of a really well done game, you know, and a move it's kind of true with the movies and or shows, but they're always the same. And there's, mm-hmm. you know, games you can like do different things. You can you experience it. Yeah. You can make it your own experience. So I always would pick a game. Um, I've never once in my life, skipped out on a cool game experience over a show or a movie. I will always be like, well, you guys enjoy the movie. I wanted to see it, but this new game just came out. And that's more important to me. Oh, we had a nice, interesting one in chat from Atomic there. Guild Wars developers hiring for an unannounced online fantasy RPG. Okay, well, that's... Uh, I that's didn't know that. curious. I didn't know that either. I've not heard of that one. I'm going to put that on Guild the radar. Guild Wars 1 developer? Yeah, let's see if I can find Ooh, that. Ooh, that's quick. a good point. Guild Wars developer is in the first one? Are we talking about, like, just the current company as it stands? Because you definitely probably aren't going to have some of those people that were there at the first one. That's a good... That's that interesting. I'm curious about that. Yeah, so there's got the Gollum, Knights of the Old Republic, and then Avatar, which Avatar is kind of like, eh, I don't know. We, there's not, we didn't see anything like at all for that. Oh, really. this looks like, by the way, I think I found the article. Uh, it is ArenaNet. It's actually the developers. Oh, okay. Uh, not just one of the, not just, I thought they meant like a split off somebody. Uh, hours ago, yeah, uh, I see. It's, it looks like it's probably an early development because they're, they're hiring for an art director. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's an unannounced third person fantasy. Uh, maybe this article, maybe it's not. This is a fantasy action uh, console title. I'm looking at it too. I might be looking at the wrong article. That may not be what they're referring to. That's that's old. Never I'm mind. looking at this that one, right? So I'll read this one. This is uh, July 28th. That's actually as of today. Okay. And it says, according to recently listed job posting on ArenaNet's website, it would seem that ArenaNet is currently working on an unannounced multiplayer role-playing game for an established online fantasy IP based in Unreal Engine 5. Oh, mm-hmm. buddy. Okay. So many tasty treats coming to UE5, man. Yeah, and it's going to keep coming. Yeah, I'm telling you, homie, I, I'm UE5's like the... I think we're going to see another decade, decade of just like some crazy innovative games. I agree. What? I agree. And I, mm-hmm. I think that the chip shortage is going to help um, with that too. Yeah. To finally move us into a True. next generation that started a couple of years ago. <laughs> We're putting into the freaking 4K series for NVIDIA cards. Like the... Yeah. See that? Like, dude, they're, the power on those things is supposed to be just insane. Yep. Insane in comparison to like even what the 3080 or 3090 can do right now. Right. I think it was like four times as powerful some crazy something like that and prices dropped a lot on those video cards i know kind of yeah yeah finally uh yeah. And you know what you notice a couple of things aren't doing so hot right now nfts and bitcoin um Ooh, we haven't talked about that in a minute you're right you want you so want to kind of share some 
Yeah, I just know that, you know, NFTs are not good uh, right now, which depending on how you look at it, uh, that if you think they're going to ever make a comeback, um, then that would be the time to buy. Um, but I, if you love video games, I would say just let it die. Um, and Bitcoins as well. Uh, Bitcoins is, uh, <laughs> took a major crash, which helps video gamers because we can get our hands on new technology finally again. It's not being hogged by all the miners. Um so I'm happy about it. You know that I said I can't wait till it crashes and burns. I hope it crashes and burns because uh, being able to upgrade, you know, uh, <laughs> and get any kind of new tech was just like a giant pain in the ass because they were hogging it all. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I'm happy. Uh, that's good for me. I know a lot of people probably lost a lot of money and I'm really sorry. But um, to you be honest, wrong. that was it's going to happen no matter what, because the government has already got some plans to start regulating it. Um, Etc. Uh, it's it's not going to be the way it was ever again. Oh my god, dude! Did you know my brother was telling me uh, what country was it that like it invested in Bitcoin when it was around forty k each? I don't okay. remember the country, but oh my, they invested so much money, and you imagine how they got to be doing now if they didn't pull out in time, homie. It was El Salvador. Thank you. I didn't oh, want to miss. No. Oh yeah, it's a real talk, man. Even my brother, who like had money in crypto recently, was like, he was like, I think it was on uh, Monday we were talking. He was like, hey, you uh, recommendations for like you know stocks and stuff, and I kind of gave him some. And I I I know better than to chase that sort of stuff, man. When you go peeking like that, I I feel very happy about NFTs getting just you know it wouldn't it interesting how fast that that sort of like fizzled. Yeah. You know, it's not like people aren't still doing it. I'm not saying that people will continue doing it, right? But there was like so much hype around it and that was that didn't last very long like it was a very short-lived sort of like rush but you know it actually had the exact lifespan of like the attention span of the people who were doing them you know what i mean like just like this is the new thing so for now it's really cool and i'm gonna go all in and all chips on the table but actually, I don't have the long-term commitment to mm. actually do this real thing. You know, um, it feels exactly how it should have been to, to me. Gosh, man, dude. It's like so many things lately just kind of make me really happy to stick with the things I feel like I know. I watched a new video for that uh, Zelda 5, oh, Zelda uh, Ocarina of Time remake in Unreal Engine 5. Yeah. The Zora's uh, yeah. Domain one. It looks so good, doesn't it? Dude, every time this guy posts, I every time he posts a video, I follow that channel now. Every time he posts a video, I sit back and I kid you not, I just sit there and I watch the whole thing with like the biggest burst of nostalgia as a like that childlike like excitement. Cool experience, man. Um, because I downloaded it and played as far as he had available to play. And uh that was a very awesome experience um getting to play it with that high of fidelity and that much attention to detail and uh just super cool super cool i'll never you. forget it and i can't wait because it looks like the guy's gonna get to keep going i know like they haven't said anything yeah, yeah they're kind of leaving alone because he's building it from scratch you I know like it's um, a really good choice though to you know because you're gonna really do that to someone who's who loves your Loves what you created so much is dedicating so much time. All it does is bolster your products, right? I mean, I wouldn't see I'd be a bad idea. 
I agree. And and it doesn't replace the original. That's no. the other thing. Like it really doesn't. It's just it just adds to it. Agree. Um, there's all, plus how many humans are on this planet left that haven't paid for that game at least once? <laughs> right? Like how big of an absorption do you need here, Nintendo? You know? I feel like this is a conversation we might hit on more than once. Cause were you talking about that game that's been resold many times we started or whatever? Oh, you're talking about when I mentioned Elder Scrolls, right? Yes. Okay, so uh, this is a little different. It's a little different, but... Um, you get a Skyrim. Uh, they, it's not Skyrim this right. time. Um, they're doing uh, Battlespire, and, uh, which was kind of an offshoot of uh, the second Elder Scrolls. It was originally supposed to be an uh, expansion, if I remember right, and then it became its own thing. Um it's like a it's like a single player, very story focused. Um, really cool though. Mm -hmm. And then also the Elder Scrolls Adventures Red Guard or something like that, um, which was more mm -hmm. like a a Prince of Persia. Type yes, game? that one you know I remember. It yeah, was yeah, yeah. It was very much like that. Actually, it was compared to that game. Yeah, those are apparently they came out, and I didn't even realize this until I seen the article. It came out on Steam for like five bucks a piece, five ninety nine, I think US. Uh, and uh, but now for free, you can go sign up if you just want to try their re-release. And I'm not sure what exactly they've done or I, I don't know, but they're re-releasing those games. That's interesting. See, OK, I was wondering about that, too. Is a spinoff of Arena? Because that would make sense. I can't remember if it was Arena or Arena. Was it was Arena. One. My bad. Okay. It was. It was Arena. That's that's right. It was. I thought that's what that I thought that's what the Elder Scroll uh, Blades uh, handheld like phone game. Originally, I thought that was going to feel more like that did. And it it ended up just being, uh, you know, dungeon diving, or, you know. Yeah. Phone, mobile phone. Yeah. The circle. It's unfortunate. Yeah. So I saw a article or, or I saw a uh, article about Camelot Unchained that we talked about earlier. And I'm just curious what you all think about this one. This was a public. This is actually from the MMORPG forums. And when I saw this, I was like, oh, my gosh. This is uh, was actually at the end of December, right, of 2021. But I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to share it in chat here. And I'm just super curious about you guys, what you think on. Because, like, clearly Camelot and Chains had issues, right? Yeah. Oh, but yeah. there's literally they posted this as a public call for Mark Jacobs to drop the NDA and to essentially make it to where, you know, when they do their play test, like you, you could just like showcase it. They need to at this point. So you're on board with that idea, too. What about you? What do you, what do you think about something like that, Dayless? Uh Honestly, it's like I can go either way uh, if, you know, they have desk. Yes, they've been in development for nine years. Right. They don't necessarily have an obligation to drop an NDA if they're still working on things. Mm -hmm. And like, hopefully it's not major things. But I mean, I think this this to me feels a little too much like entitlement. Like we've been following this game for X amount of years. The devs have to drop the NDA. Right. Because we need to see more and no more. And in my opinion, I like I said, I could go either way <laughs> with it. Yeah. Um. You know, I know definitely like, you know, in supporting like MMOs for years, like, you know, I we've done with Ashes. I do have those moments where, man, like, man, I wish I I knew more about X, Y and Z. But at the end of the day, it's the developer's prerogative. It's their product. They decide when to release information. 
So to me, I just feel like this is crossing almost crossing a line to entitlement to say we're entitled to see this because we put money down and at the end of the day this isn't an investment where you expect a return at least i've learned over the years <laughs> that's the case it's just something where like if you wish to support the product regardless of what it is yeah. i'm not gonna pass judgment on camelot unchained at all i mean i I believe like years ago, I bought into it because I'm like, oh, I really like Dark Age of Camelot. I want to support Mark Jacobs project. I'm going to get in there, but I just don't I don't feel that at this point. I've kind of I feel like my gamer mind has matured enough where I'm not necessarily going to, you know, be too bent out of shape if they're not dropping the NDA. I mean, I think honestly, I had the reverse like issue with what was happening with Ashes of Creation because they chose to drop an NDA as well. Um, they chose to drop an NDA uh, when the prevailing feedback was don't. Yeah, drop I was about the to NDA. say that didn't work out so great that that one in that one situation called Apocalypse. Ooh. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like at the end of the day, every <laughs> developer <laughs> makes mistakes, right? Every developer makes mistakes. That's how they learn. Yeah. If if you know, there's no perfect release. There's never yeah. going to be as much as devs promise that even Steven bless his heart, man. I mean, I know he has the best of intentions, but things are going to happen that you don't expect that happens with any development. It yeah. doesn't matter whether it's game or otherwise. And you just have to be prepared for that. And in this case, yeah, I, I think it's just, I think it's just, it feels like entitlement to me. I haven't read through like all of the comments here. But it just feels like entitlement. I've we've waited X long. We put this much money down. We're entitled to see something, right? Well, I think at this point, though, that it would be good for them. Yeah, I think it's been so long that like nobody even cares anymore. No one you know? sees anything visually, like outside. Like there's no game right. footage being there's shown nothing. ever. Right? There's nothing. So like. You know, we get new game footage or something shown for Ashes and Pantheon on the monthly, right? Something. Yeah, exactly. Uh, we we have never gotten game footage legally. You know what I mean? Like, there's that one footage that looks really bad where he's like flying above the battlefield. Remember All that right. one? Right. Yeah. I mean, it doesn't look good. It no. looks really bad. Yes. Um, it looks so, like Dark Age of Camelot, but actually a little worse. Maybe worse, yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, I don't know. I guess it depends on realistically what it, what state is the game in. Is that really what you want to show people, or is that just going to further spiral your public image? So I have I have a private perspective I want to share. Like in my opinion, I think it would actually do them. I think it would do them better to show some footage because I have seen it. I don't have access to it. But I had someone like actually record 30 minutes of that gameplay footage running around like it's it's not it's not like extremely impressive, like quality terrain and assets or anything like that. It it certainly is not the worst either. Like, I mean, we've got that one game, Embers of Drift, we talk about. I certainly would be more interested in watching what Camelot and Chain videos would be. Real talk. Right. Yeah. Um, But the dude was running around. Nobody was there. And I just think to myself, like. I feel like that might be different if you've got people that are showcasing it. Like I get the numbers are probably suck 
and there will be a lot of people, but there will be an openness to the larger audience to actually be able to look at it. Like the opportunity will exist. And they're not even providing, like you said, that on their live streams, like any snapshots. Just them talking. Yes, yeah, just them talking. Some art assets may be shown. Maybe uh, mostly, mm. uh, mostly a uh, concept art. And um, yeah, like say, like this is kind of the yeah. oldest one. You know, started development in 2013, so it's the oldest one. Yeah, it definitely is. And it also had a lot of funding. I mean, this isn't one mm-hmm. that didn't get, you know, got a lot of money. Um, so I don't know. I, I also want to say that I just don't know if there's a market anymore for a successful PvP-centric, as in... Because, you know, Camelot Chain's different yeah. than, like, what Ash is doing with PvP. True. It's, it's, no, like it's actually node-centric. Really. Yeah, it's, it's, yeah, it's totally... Uh, Sandbox well, uh, not ashes, but but yeah, it's just straight up Camelot and Chain, straight up PVP. Like I agree. So I I just really don't know if that's a reliable thing anymore. I really don't. I I I don't feel like it is. I kind of actually would agree with that because like a, like ashes, yeah, people are like super focused with ashes of creation on the PVP element, and I'm like, yeah, mm-hmm. but there's like so much more. Right. That foundationally, right, right. is such a bigger thing, like. Right. The economy and like the node development, all that. Like the, the node, yeah. That's, that's the it. first thing I think of, yep. right? As a matter of fact, somebody was saying that, like, I, I don't think I'll play Ashes because of the PvP element. And it actually, for a second, my I, I actually like had to shake my head for a second because I hardly ever even think of that element, right? Yep. So I was like, what are you talking about? Are you talking about the wrong game? Yep. And I was like, oh, yeah, yeah, I forgot. They do have, yeah, that is a thing, right? Um, yeah. Because for me, I think of all the other stuff. I think about the weather acclimation system. I think of the uh, the node system and how if I make a new character on another server, it's likely it's going to be totally different because of the node system and um, and that kind of thing. That's I hardly even think about. Even though PvP yeah. is a big part of Ashes, like for me, I don't even think of it a lot. It goes I really back don't. to the nodes, man. Yeah, yeah, uh, I'm yeah. the same way. Except, I mean, the nodes are definitely like a major yeah. part, but I think also the character like progression and the the depth that they've they've talked about in their vision. Right, we haven't yeah. seen a lot in terms of execution at this point, right? Because it's relative relatively early. But the fact that you know they have all these layers on how you can progress your character both vertically and horizontally mm-hmm. is really intriguing to me. And yeah, PvP is there. I'm not a huge PvP player, never have been, but I'm still super excited about this because it's just such a holistic experience. At least, again, that's the vision. That's what I'm kind of have latched onto, and the fact that it's it's a it's based on what we're hearing. It is a truly dynamic world world, and they have like a working node system that we've seen um in place already and you just got this mm. level of branching in terms of quests right that the devs have talked about that it's like wow that's if you're really laying the groundwork for that then you you definitely are on the right track vision wise we'll see yeah. what execution mm-hmm. happens cautiously optimistic but still it's 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 a huge it's a huge step up from what we've seen Mm-hmm. Side note, in terms of it. vision yeah. i mean execution is like uh, i ha- i have to mention it new world is like it it excited me because it's like oh yeah this is going to be you know at least a baseline of what ashes is going to be 
And it was like, by the end of it, I was like, wow. It just it, it made me feel bad. It made me feel bad, you know, having invested the amount of time that I invested in it. And it's like, you know, you have gamers remorse. I mean, that that's kind of how I felt there. But it also was like, if you can really nail this concept, it can work really well. And that's what I'm hoping Intrepid will do. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I managed to knock out. Oh, my God, dude. It, it actually took more energy than I thought, but I was doing I, just like six pages total because when we did the Pathfinder, the Ashes Pathfinder podcast on Sundays, you guys can check out if you like Ashes of Creation specifically. But um, we talked about making more pages. Alfie helped me gather some info. I was putting them together and uh, organized. Them. We did like four. We did like one on treasure hunting, one on gill. Well, no. One on treasure hunting, uh, one on enchanting, one on fishing, and one on mentorship. Those are the four pages that are up there. And it's like really, it's kind of really cool because as I have to keep those updated and maintained, like it helps me to keep my information base sort of like solid. Um, but it's just, man, I was looking at like the enchanting specifically. And even though it's not like a profession in Ashes, you know, it's definitely a system that's there. And there's like the different styles in which you can utilize enchantments. It's just very interesting because all the layers for Ashes and and everything just it, it's very enriched you know with with the systems based on like their their vision and they adhere to that which is great um i gotta i gotta throw a little shade and then i want to do a really nice segue talk about pantheon because nathan's got some interesting info and i feel like this is going to be quite a very a larger topic because i think that there's a lot of really great tie-ins to this topic yeah a lot of um, impact a lot of time i yeah. definitely agree with that so uh, chronicles of illyria oh, uh, this is another one that's on my list i covered this oh, it's, boy. I, i've i've got videos on camelot unchained and this coming out over the basically the next couple days so i'm going to try not to rant too much about it but i just I, this is gonna be more for you guys right and i'm gonna limit my whatever and just sort of like piggyback off what you're talking about um but Camel or not Camel Ten, but but Chronicles of Illyria. My <laughs> sorry, I tried to make might soon run run out of money. <laughs> That's what happens when you pay yourself, you know, a hundred k, two hundred k a year uh, in your oh. indie dev, right? This is the dude. He said that he is him and his wife believe so much in it that they pulled in all their family resources and savings. And I was like, oh, I'm getting Dreamworld vibes from from Caspian, the scam artist over here. I like how, I like how the article had to use an image. Did you <laughs> from that had crappy, to use that one? Yes. <laughs> that crappy little demo the they parkour. put out. Trial of the tested. Oh, man. I oh, know. Boy. I was going off, man. I'm just like sitting here going, when I read his statement, my only thought was, homie, does no one in your life, including your wife, no offense, not love you enough to tell you that you're either really bad at business, right? Or, or, or just you're really bad at game development. One of the two, right? Like based on everything I was reading and I went and looked at his, the two recent articles. There was one for July 29th and one for wait no june 29th the one for like july 17th roughly have i could be wrong on the dates but roughly around that time frame and i and i went and looked at both of them talk about kingdoms of Illyria. he took the time to make sure he noted that 
some influencers out there. I felt like maybe he was talking about me because I was probably the only one making videos about this game anymore that like had basically talked about how in the adjustment to the NDA and everything. So it was like very interesting. And he, he even talked about shutting down the Reddit, which I don't think that's happened. I could be wrong. And he, he like was acknowledging all these things saying how they would have been attacked and threatened. And so they're really backing off on things. I'm like, homie, you backed off on things a long time ago in terms of all this stuff. This isn't new. You already did it. So I like in the comments, somebody says the next, the next game developed by this guy, this clown will be called Chronicles of the Courtroom. Um, (laughs) People people jokingly, when they chat with me in comments and stuff, say, they basically always come and there's always somebody who comes and says, glad to see another episode of keeping up with the Caspians. <laughs> keeping just... up with the <laughs> oh, uh, my. that's yeah, well, I... I don't know. It's kind of funny. Yeah. And it, it's just, it's interesting. Anyway, it's very interesting because when you look at these other games, you look at games like ashes and Pantheon specifically. These two games are the only ones that seem like they're trying to stay true to the vision as much as is human possible, right? Trying to keep momentum going, trying to be consistent, trying to do the things that are respectable. So when I see that they're doing great and I see things like this, I can't help but feel humor and I can't help but really be hopeful, you know, because thank God none of the things that we see with these developers these studios looks anything like the hot messes that we're talking about a lot of the time which is a great segue into talking but, about pantheon yeah These comments man just there's one more i gotta say this is all hilarious. right all right what is it your headline is missing a word you can add again to the end of it <laughs> <It's so true. laughs> yeah. how many times has he, has he gone broken oh, I, I, money? I needed this boys i needed this <laughs> oh man and it's great. It's great in the comments. But yeah, Nathan, definitely uh, you jump on in there. Yep. And, um, they had a uh, recent update, uh, which was their developer roundtable. Um, let's see. That was yesterday, actually. And uh, it was sponsored on Co-Carnage's stream on, here on mm-hmm. Twitch. Mm-hmm. Uh, had a good viewership, 7,000 mm-hmm. people. And uh, for, for people who's been following Pantheon closely, it was a lot of stuff that's happened lately um, that we already kind of knew. Um, worded super well because Joppa was there and Chris Perkins knows how to talk. Um, uh, but uh, besides that, the big news was that we knew that somebody recently had dropped 2.4 million as an right. investor into, into Pantheon, mm-hmm. um, which really helps fuel development, get them new hires, etc. Obviously, you know, compared to what they've already gathered in totality, that's probably, you know, fairly, you know, it's not like, oh my gosh, that's mm-hmm. the most money we've ever received. It's just like, that's a pretty big drop in the bucket, right? Sure. To fuel them into, into development. But we didn't know who it was. Co-Carnage announced it was Helm. Uh, he dropped big money. He's a major investor now into Pantheon Rise of Fawn, and he said he's all in, um, putting all his chips on the table, and um, it's a game he plans on streaming all the time and uh, being his main focal point of his Twitch channel, and um, he wanted to prove how much and how serious he was, and he wanted to help the development the best he could. So, um, you know, he is a, a, a very successful streamer, but yep. as we know... Um, that's a lot of money. Uh, right. You know, he's not. <laughs> there, 
this guy's now sitting on a hundred million dollars in the bank no, account. I would not. That would had not to be think. a chunk. That had to be a uh, chunk that, of what he had for sure. That was his savings for sure. You know what I mean? Um, and now the whole two point four wasn't co, but at least True. one million of it was. Um, maybe probably more. Uh, here's what I'll say. Although they didn't say it was all of it was him. If you read the original article, it said a two point four million investor. It didn't say investors or new investment round. It's single it yeah. investor. True. So I don't think he wanted to just come out and say how much money he put in. Um, I know just from how what they consider an investor and what they consider just a big supporter, whatever the right term is, uh, that it was at least a million. And because of the wording of the announcement, investor, I actually believe it was the full amount. I just don't think they wanted to say that. I think he personally didn't want to say oh, that. Got uh, it. You know, which makes sense from a business point of view. You wouldn't want to uh, be bragging about how much money you had in savings when you're relying on the community to stay alive, right? Um, but yeah, it's huge. It's huge. And uh, him being that big of a streamer, um, I mean, the amount of... Because they released a new pledge package. Gamer streamer, too, cost. which I yeah, feel like is important streamer. to focus on, yeah. And not just MMOs either, right? Like, he mm -hmm. plays all kinds of games. Absolutely. He's, a, he's an old-school MMO lover, though, yep. and everybody knows that. Uh, but he... Uh, just they also released a new package uh, because I mean pre-alphas we were, we're almost done with it right so you can't they had to kind of lower the bar on that because there's less value there to become a pre-alpha so they dropped a lower price point package um, to for the rest of pre-alpha which is going to actually be the best of pre-alpha because it's post-conversion world's no longer gray box ton of the systems nice. are in the game now you got a lot to test now um, it starts this summer. And although they didn't announce it specifically, they did say in September, Co's going to stream it live. Um, so it'll be the first look. You know, we've seen it, but we haven't seen somebody play it. So it'll be the first right. playthrough of uh, the world since all the crazy amount of updates they've done um, over the year. So, wow. uh, and, and there is a pre-alpha test coming. Uh, and I would assume based off of past ways that Pantheon's done it, Co will stream following week pre-alpha will open up so they'll show it to everybody get everybody hyped let like co-show some stuff and then all the pre-alpha testers will be piled in to, to try it he's gonna be like the pantheon like spearhead yeah. like he's he's yeah. done he's like yeah, he's he like your freaking leader from a community perspective for sure because he's been i mean he you know and that's the interesting thing that he dumped so much money in because he was for how long how long has it been now that he's been like basically the big dog that's been really you know i don't know if he was paid or not but either way no, he wasn't. i think because here's the thing what? about yeah visionary realms won't allow anybody to play the game if you're not vip if you don't get the pre-alpha oh, boy no matter who you are you can't because they're like that's not fair right we okay. can't just say well you're a big influencer so we have to give you permission we think that's Very unfair so if you want to, we'll gladly let you do it, and we'll we'll give people special permissions and be good for the game. But you have to you have to pay like everybody else. So he had already bought some pledge package. Don't know which one, but at least the pre-alpha one because he's already been the guy that's been showing it off, um, new things as they come out. That you know, because yeah. he's got a huge audience. So dev discussions and stuff too. Because yeah. I mean, yeah. every time we got a snapshot with the devs, it was like he was really like kind of it was on his channel. I mean a lot of the time yeah, and he always said you know the legality because you know content mm -hmm. chris you know all about it but like he yep. always has said i'm not being paid yeah i just am a fan wow, now he's not crazy. just a fan now he's a freaking investor he's part of the project now so damn dude 
and they will coach code's got that same spirit right so like code's gonna have a pretty big like um how do you put that um his voice is gonna be really loud with certain things as they're like because there's a lot of things you know like they got a test and they don't know right like yeah like well how much experience should you lose when you die right because we want there to be a death penalty we want you to be a to be afraid of dying so he'll be a big 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 um uh voice for those kind of at least uh entry level numbers that get put into the game that's actually you know from from the perspective of you know him helping because i mean i can't help but not think about how you look at the game the mmorpgs that are in like now regardless of funding let's i i kind of consider ashes of creation and pantheon rise of the fallen in a similar space yeah not a not a massive studio it's not triple a company um kind of starting and really just trying to bring this vision to life, looking for funding from the community in some regard, right? Really trying to keep a community first focus. That's definitely, I feel like these things are definitely true for both, right? Transparency. Transparency. Um, um, just trying, both trying to innovate too. True. Like they're, both, they're not just trying to make an MMO. They're trying right. to do things that are actually yep. possible, mm-hmm. but that are very pushing this genre forward. Yeah. So, and then from my perspective, like that's why I have a lot of respect for both of the games because the damn genre needs that. From my perspective, it really needs that like life and thriving again to to really grow and like move forward and, and being innovative. Um, and there's lots of other genres that have been doing that for a while, and the MMORPG genre really hasn't been aside from games like this. Um, yeah, you you very rarely have like a singular vision that yeah. developers stick to because they're always trying to figure out, OK, well, which way is the community blowing? Right. And yes, I don't mean to say that they shouldn't be taking like developers shouldn't be taking community feedback. But if you have a core solid vision you need to stick with that, like at the core, like you can, like the way you get down the road here in that vision might change. You might have need a different pair of shoes on the road, but you're not going to change your trajectory in terms of the way you're going. And that's, that's one thing that, you know, just in hearing what you're saying about Pantheon, I feel that that's the same way and experiencing it with Intrepid too. Yeah, I think at some point or another, even like the staff has like off the cuff commented on that, too, that Stephen is very focused on his vision and what he wants to execute. And doesn't matter whether you're in game development or in like project management or whatever. Right. In terms of like different types of projects, if you don't have an underlying vision that you stick with. It's gonna be a hot mess. Agreed. No matter that's, what you that's do. pretty fair to say in business in general. You Agreed. know, mm-hmm. um, yep. it really is. Like you stick with that vision, and uh, most of the time, companies that start, you know, they hit that running point, right? And I believe that both Ashes and Pantheon are now running. I don't oh, think for sure we've already got past the crawling and the absolutely. Face. And, and Pantheon, well, actually, in both their cases, they've both been through stages where they were face first in the dark. You <laughs> it's know? true, too. Um, which is true for both. I was about to say Pantheon, but then I realized Ashes it's had both. that moment, too. It's, it's um, both, yeah. So they're, they're past all that. Now they're sprinting, you know, like they're running, yeah. uh, which is really feels so good to finally be at that point. Um, uh, 
I still think Ash is going to come out first. I really, I really do. But uh, I, yeah. I, they're both in that similar phase of like things are moving along at a, a really good, nice, clean <sighs> pace where it almost feels impossible for either of the, these games not to come out. And there's people don't believe that, but for people that follow these games closely, yeah, we don't think there's even, I mean, it feels like it's impossible at this point for them not to release. Yeah, either I'd agree. Games. I can understand if you don't follow it a lot, you might be like, you're right, get MMOs get canceled all the time, but it's like, dude, yeah, like, they're gaining kind of a lot of traction, right? This is going good. Mm-hmm. Um, momentum. Yeah, yeah, their momentum, yeah, momentum, both of their momentum is just going so, so well. Yep. yep. You just, you just, it's like a snowball, man. You know, it's not, you're, you're not, not, you're not stopping it. It's only going to stop itself. Right. You might, some things might slow it down just a little yep. bit, but we're almost at the point where the snowball is so big, it's just going to, it's going to yep. absorb those issues and figure them out along the way. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I, I, I think it's, a, I think we're about to be in, and I've been saying this for years, and you have too, Sam, and I think we all have said it at least at some point. We are on the cusp of the real, revolution of mmorpgs like these two games are going to change the future of what people consider to be the standard you know and we haven't had that since world of warcraft that was the last standard we had and how many years was that homie 2004 so uh 18 almost yeah 18 years almost 20 we're all coming up on 20 years since the mmo genre had a defining moment like bam in your face this is this is the standard, you know. So true. God, dude. I'm just, it's a pretty exciting time, right? Like, I, it, it, it definitely is. You know, one of the things I was going to say I wonder about also is, you know, it's very different, right? Because you were even talking about how, like, with Pantheon, um, you know, Co couldn't, like, get in there and check it out unless he actually backed it somehow, regardless of what level. That's kind of fair. Steven, on the other hand, different methodology. He's giving it to big creators, right? Regardless. Which- which is, uh, before you go into yeah. it, I want to say, too, that Ash is in a different state of development, True. too. They're in alpha, and Pantheon's in pre-alpha. I'm not saying that that's, like, one of the oh, yeah. rules. Or oh, anything. no. They may change in alpha. Yeah, and I'm certainly not reflecting that. I think that's your yeah. perspective, either, because um, I think, I, I think, like, Pantheon, with where they're at, not only with like their philosophy and like funding and who's been helping them and who's been there along the way, very different than Intrepid. Intrepid is like, you got Steven and his husband that have basically gone, well, this is like, we're funding it. Yeah. Hey, also, we're, money. right? Yeah, exactly. We did a Kickstarter. <laughs> you could be a part of it. Yeah. Uh, you want to get in on helping with testing and stuff? You could be a part of that too. We're funding it either way. And also, you know, they don't have like the same sort of, uh, you know that it's their money right it's not other people's money predominantly and yeah, nobody's a bigger investor than they are you know yeah, what i mean exactly exactly <laughs> so. so but it's it's interesting because you know from that perspective you got uh some of the people that steven's gone to specifically and said hey check out the game you had like what was it summit 1g i think you had um tim the tap man you had shroud you had asmongold which is a big one Right, which is is a big hit because he's one of the top. Right, he's definitely way up there. He's up there over like even Co Carnage. But there's a difference too because Asmongold has a very different style of like what he does. Like he, yes, he does play these games and MMORPGs and plays World of Warcraft and has a, a massive audience. But you also got to think the culture of that audience is very different. Co's audience, on the other hand, is very much game oriented. 
and also very loyal and also quite large, right? And so you've got, from my perspective, now I'm not saying that I think this is the case. It just logically in my mind, I would I would have this hypothesis that Ko's audience is probably more likely to back and potentially financially invest in a game than I believe Asmodee's necessarily is. Because there's, I agree. Now, this is no judgment or slight on anyone. I just, this is what yeah. I just genuinely believe, right? Because of the culture, the audience, and the people that are there, and etc. So when I hear Co Carnage is actually doing that and investing and being a part of it. Like, that's huge. Like, I see that much bigger than the money he's invested. I think about it from the perspective of everybody he streams gaming content to now who enjoys video games, who trusts his judgment, and he's known as having some pretty trustworthy judgment when it comes to the games he plays and his perspective and feedback. He's right. He's got, he's probably sitting at a 99 point something percent accuracy rating mm-hmm. right now. When he says it's going to be good, it's good. When he says, I don't know, I don't think this is going to be that great. It ain't that great. Like, it's true. He's pretty, he's right. pretty good. So pretty that, good. I think that in itself, you know, you can look at like, well, how many people did Ashes get and how many people may have gone and made an account. I'm like, it's you can't make a comparison like that. So I think it's quite interesting because I can't help but wonder how that's going to help Pantheon to thrive. And clearly, because culturally, there's at least some level of difference there, how that's going to overall actually really impact the momentum that now Pantheon will get as a result, especially when they don't have like, you know, the people at the top going, hey, we got all the money to fund this either way. Right. Right. You know, that's it's kind of an exciting thing to think of. And and I think I think too that like this is so some things have happened and until until the next playoff session session or and or a co gets to stream it and show us we don't really know for sure yeah. what it is but something has happened in the development of Pantheon where they finally are at the point where they can prove what they say they're going to put in their game right so nice um, because Steve Clover came out of retirement uh, the co-founder of EverQuest. Uh, never all everything he's touched has been gold you know um we're probably the best programmer in the history of mmos uh just based on his work and what he you know because he invented freaking mmos uh to to as we know him you know like he invented all the the things so mm-hmm. um him coming out of retirement and being like not 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 them saying steve please come work with us but him just coming to them and being like hey i want in that's cool uh, man I, I, Army, let's go. Be a part you know? of this, and then code doing the big drop. Um, right, there's there's something happening now. We're gonna find right. out soon what it is. But feel like something's I going think, on, huh? Yeah, something's up. Yes. Yeah, so too coincidental, man. Too coincidental. Too like at like the same coming, time. It was like within a week, right? Because I think yeah. I remember seeing you talking about it in your cringe pony TV every Saturday night. Everybody, by the way, on his channel. <laughs> not just, this saturday though no? i'm off this saturday well, Next it's okay saturday. go watch the one before that like not last week i don't know about i didn't catch last week's but the week before that you were like you were like freaking what was it you were doing you're like steve freaking clover or whatever <laughs> yeah, <it is>. yeah, <laughs> and i was like and i saw that and that's it but the thing was is that was going on within a week and then about a week later we saw that thing with pantheon and then here we covered it last week so that is a the timing from someone who studies patterns, that's just, it's a little too coincidental. Steve Clover dropped the millions. That's what I thought. I was like, oh, oh Steve brought man. some money. Andy said, I want to work for it. But no, it was like, that's not exactly what happened. So 
See, um, yeah, there's. I feel like there's going to be. In, I feel like there's probably going to be some more, something more coming up here soon. And what's cool? I want to say this real quick before we move on. So Ashes sure. has this really cool system with the nodes, right? Which mm-hmm. I think your audience is super aware of. Um, Pantheon has this super cool system with intricate little details, right? Like where, like for example, and I can only talk about this because I got to stream it. Uh, where I was just running around in this castle. I, and I'm going to get this a little mixed up, but something to the effect of um, I noticed a little thing written on the wall, right? It was just, I was trying to check everything and I noticed it. And then I realized that behind that barrel was a ring laying on the floor. And then I picked it up and then I inspected it. And then I realized it belonged to this certain group of people. I don't remember what they were called. And I was like, I think I've seen them That's somewhere cool. in here. So then I went and found them and it led to this whole quest and it was not a, it was not my journal. It wasn't was I was glowing. Just following the breadcrumbs. And there was a ton of that, right? Like it was just like nice. everywhere. That's so, sick. you know, yeah, I think that those things are starting to all come together and be a beautiful thing. It wasn't like the ring was glowing with an aura effect nope. and there wasn't like nope. a, uh, you know, like a little arrow pointing down at it. Like, Hey, nope. yeah, it was gonna... just like, wait, that, that feels like that. That's something weird. And very out of place, cool. That's cool. Know? That's very cool. I like stuff like that when you when you don't like, you know, it's not like we're not guiding you and holding your hand to every single thing that exists. Like you, you either yeah. find it or you don't. Yeah, somebody will find it and then they'll tell their friends. And yes. yeah, it'll be a word of mouth thing. Absolutely. Yep. That's so good, dude. Um, oh, my gosh, dude, that's kind of exciting to think about. I, I love stuff like that in games where like there's no oh, yeah, way you too. know. Feels and, like the old Elder Scrolls, uh, doesn't it? Absolutely. It feels, yeah. It yeah, it does, man. Yeah, that's that's good stuff, man. Um, so this is pretty interesting. Speaking of Elder Scrolls, there's this uh, you know, Skyrim player literally litters the entire streets of Whiterun with okay. gear and he breaks the game. Just a fun <laughs> thing to think about because how long's this game been out and people are still jacking with it? Man, can you yeah. imagine the stories in 10 years for Elden Ring? Yeah beautiful time to be a gamer man especially with all the innovative things that are going on um this one stood out to me as quite interesting i wanted to hit on it too uh this was on mmorpg.com as well but there's a dinosaur mmo survival path of titans it's a cross a cross-platform beta game and i was like i was i remember reading this there wasn't like a ton to it but there's a video there this seems very centric on dinos Right, but it feels a lot like I felt very much like this is like a, a key element to Ark. Now, I don't consider Ark the survival game a dinosaur game, even though there's lots of dinosaurs in it. I view it as a very, very specifically sort of like almost a post apocalyptic sci fi game. That's how I view Ark. Right, but it's in a survival game setting, is the way I view that. And so this one, I was like, I couldn't help but go, is this going to be one of those games that's just trying to capitalize on that? Because remember what I said, I'm not being I'm not trying to like toot my horn here, but I can't help but go back to my words about remember how I said survival games are kicking off and they're just going to this is just the beginning of a big sort of like we saw with the battle royale genre. And so there we go. There it is. This one you actually play as a dinosaur, right? So when it comes to character creation, you will start from the very beginning of a dinosaur's life. So, yes. And you start from the egg 
and it will be up to you to explore and figure out how to survive and grow. 26 available species, including flying dinosaurs, land dinosaurs, and all kinds, even sea dinosaurs. So they said, while your usual MMO characters may not be dinosaurs, the system of allocating attribute points and customizing your build should be familiar. So what an interesting perspective. So is the race of the dinosaur also like the class? Like a T-Rex? So That is a good question because that I don't have. Um, Sounds like it would be, doesn't it? I, I feel like there would be like maybe even potentially subspecies, but I need to actually mm. – yeah, I need to actually go down the the rabbit hole because I caught this one like an hour before the show. And I was like, oh, this could be fun to talk about. Also, I haven't had a chance to look at it yet, but I'm curious. Catching um, an egg to me, I'm sorry, but, you know, due to the time period I grew up, I'm Yoshi? sorry. Catching, no, it makes me oh. think of uh, Tamagotchi, man. Oh, I don't even know about that. <laughs> yeah, it was, sorry, like a, it was like a, it was like a keychain video game that started as an egg and you you bought it and you didn't know what kind of creature it was going to be so you just got it oh, i think i remember one. this it would hatch you had to feed it and you had to train it and like, like tamagotchi what did i say yeah no. i meant tamagotchi what did i no, say? maybe i have heard no, no you're right i'm just thinking of it and it sounds familiar yeah yeah tamagotchi yeah mm. i've been my younger brother that would that did something like that but this is a pretty interesting okay. idea it's like they took the idea of arc but they were like but just the dinos like we're gonna stick it to keep it with the dinos is like the actual focus. But what point. about gear? But what about gear? That's an interesting question. Would there even be gear? Would it be? Or do you evolve? Do you like? Can you like grow new horns out? And uh, that's stuff? interesting. That's a good question. <laughs> I expect you find like <laughs> mutations in the world. Yeah, and mutations. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So side. So there's like quests in it. So this is interesting because it says you create a home by building a nest or finding safe caves. And then since there's a survival and sandbox elements, can choose to form a herd, guess like your guild or clans with other players and try to challenge them, PvP, PvE, uh, with MMO side quests, gathering, and other events. Uh, there are options for what you can do and how you shape your dinosaur's life. Some of the quests even reward cooperation and unlock special content bonuses. I'm actually curious if this is going to be like one of these where you run a server. Mm. You know? It looks Sounds like right. it. Sounds yeah, because like, yeah. it says at the end of it, the development team says there will be official servers, custom community servers, right. and the ability to move between linked servers to explore together and complete certain adventures. Closed beta has begun July 27th. That was yesterday. There will be That's an interesting idea. That's interesting. That is interesting. I'm going to have to take a little look-see because we've been planning on actually spinning up an ARC server, which to everybody who is looking forward to playing, I may or may not have it up by Friday, uh, Saturday. I'm sorry. Life life this week has been crazy. Um, and hot. Hello. Jesus. I'm over it. Fall, please. I'm ready. My body's ready. I live ready. in Wisconsin, so. Oh, well, that's. I, I know nothing. That you're you're like, I can't really relate to this, Sam. <laughs> But it sounds like it sucks, friend. <laughs> okay, PS5. I saw this one. Uh, I guess the PS5 is going to have like a 1440p. Did you see that? It looks like I'm just kind of curious about this, like how this was even a news newsworthy sort of thing. How did PS5 not already have 1440? Folders and other new features. Sounds announced to be rolling out a beta to test collection of fan requested new features for PlayStation 5 with a 1440p output. I'm just like, that's noteworthy. I just feel like a console like this already, should be 
I thought it already could. Could it not? That's kind of sad. Maybe, maybe, maybe it's just specifically 1440 output, but I'm yeah, like, specifically God. 1440. Oh, yeah. Okay. So it used to try to do 4K only or something? Yeah. It's 4K only. Yeah. Oh. So yeah, the high, to get better frame rates now, it'll be an official option lower. like on your PS5. Yeah, yeah. Okay. That makes sense. And that, that that's pretty, that, that is good news because I have heard a lot of people saying that, like, hey, I just do mine in 1080. Or whatever in this game because I want the better frame rates. Like people are gonna pick the frame rates over the is there anybody that picks the high resolution over frame rates? I no. it feels weird. I, not if would. I not if I wanna like, you know, keep my dinner in my stomach. Right, that's what I'm saying. Like <laughs> and that's what and, and you know what? Yeah, I guess I'm the only one then. I've been a console player a long time, right? And I got, I, you know, I became a PC player around 2000, right? But prior to that, mm. I was not. Um, and, dude, it's rough playing a console sometimes, you know? You're like... You're hey, not wrong about that. How much is a like, PS5 going for, though, right now? Do you know? Same. Same. Yeah, same. Nothing's yeah. changed. There's if you can find it, yeah. Yeah. If you If you, like sacrifice a child you can get one now though <laughs> who do you have to sacrifice a child to your in a game born. your first born in a game, no, in a game. No, you just have <laughs> to be up you just have to be up at 2 37 a.m and be refreshing <laughs> best buys website that's all because that's uh, how dude, i got mine you have one i don't have one i got one i got one in the december yeah i think in december when it came out because I was I had insomnia one night and I was in some discord that, you know, people were talking about, you know, availability and they're like, hey, it's up at Best Buy. I'm like, OK, let me just go and refresh there for a little bit. Ended up getting it. Just I'll tell you what you did wrong. I know lucky. You, you thought you there's no time. Uh, you can't think. So when you were thinking like, yeah, I think I might go. No, too late. You're done. It's over. They're sold. Uh, you just had to be like, it's there. <laughs> bye, 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 bye. Hey, okay. I, I might have done that, but I'm just thinking like <laughs> it was a much quicker thought process than I probably just articulated Dude. here. But yeah, yeah, I mean, I would say if it was available like now, I in like in in I would say more more readily available now. I probably would have said it would have been better to get it now, but. I'm going to get I, one because I got to play the remake from Final Fantasy VII. I can't wait for it to come to PC a year later. I just can't. I got to see what's going on. That's I gotta fair. Get there, yeah, there's can, some good stuff for it, too. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. There's it's some so, good stuff for it, too. Final Fantasy VII Remake is a game absolutely worthy of buying a brand new console for just the damn game. I'm, it really is if you just... It's like Zelda, dude. What do you think's going to happen when Breath of the Wild yeah. 2 comes out? Real talk. Yeah, right. seriously, that's like the only reason I'm thinking of, like, waiting for i'm i don't know <laughs> if they're going to come out with another version of of the uh switch? of the switch i believe 100 percent, and that's why i sold my last one i believe in it yeah so that that is going to be what my gateway drug into getting a switch is going to be that it's what they do no, nintendo, nintendo is so weird man that they, they could be like yes we are doing a new switch it now comes in lime green and Pokemon yellow. Like, I mean, you just never know with that company. They're so right? weird. Get dude. the special case. Only a hundred of them in existence. Get them now while you can. <laughs> Went to the website. has gone. Oh, my gosh, dude. Yeah, yeah. Right? Like, remember all those, like, Zelda, like, gold like, gold game cubes and, like, stuff like that back in the day? The, the consoles that had the Zelda yeah. plastic, basically. 
Oh, dude. See, but that's what I did. I had already played through uh, the Breath of the Wild game, right? Did everything. Such a damn good game if you haven't played it. Just saying. So good. Yeah. Oh, my God. I teared up when I found the Master Sword. If you're like, there's a they Master Sword that you just spoiled. I'm like, you know how many years been? I don't, I didn't spoil anything. But dude, when it's I, the I cover literally, of the game, isn't it? It's <laughs> it probably is. <laughs> it's on there somewhere, at least the back cover yeah, or a screen yeah, or something. Yeah. But like the map plus also, if you played a Zelda game, come on, homie. But dude, when I found it in that game, I legit teared up. I was like, oh no, dude. I was like, I'm getting it's emotional. It was so beautiful. I was like, this is the most beautiful imagery I've seen in Zelda game in so long. But I'll say this. I got through it all. I played it. The story is great. It was a damn good time. And I was like, I'm like, well, Hyrule Warriors 2 was worth playing, but I didn't I didn't stick with the console. I sold it while I could get some money out of it because I wholeheartedly believe when Breath of the Wild 2 comes out, you're going to get it on Switch and it's going to be released on their new console. That's what I think. I believe yeah, me it. Too. You know, I've been saying that. I'm like, preparing dude, for it. Mm-hmm. That's how they do things. It right? is. Like, they did it with the Wii. It they did it with the Wii. They did it with, the, uh, with the Wii U mm-hmm. and the, between the Wii U and the Switch was Breath yep. of the Wild. Yeah. Now I think you'll still be able to play it on the Switch, but it will Agreed. be at lower resolution, not as cool, not as Same. good. You know. Same. Absolutely. I can't wait for the next Zelda game. I will literally. You all will not see me. I don't care. Where's the podcast? It's well, just I, been on this uh, kick mm-hmm. of like second, not second, second, not second with the console sales. So hopefully they break that cycle this time because it was like you know game uh, uh, Nintendo sixty four yeah true you know I mean you could argue but it was pretty successful uh, GameCube no oh, the first um, Wii dude oh, Wii blew up Wii God. U dead Switch up you know so this mm. is their turn to go down if they continue their trend but hopefully this continue the Switch thing just you know fourteen forty they don't need to shoot for four K on a mobile system hybrid. Shoot for fourteen forty, good screen quality. True, um, you know what I mean. Make Switch, it, make it man. all night. Go this if they just really evolve the Switch like methodology. Yeah, they've yeah. got a good thing going right now, a really good yeah. thing going. It's yep. it's very innovative. It's very different. It's absolutely very Nintendo, and that's like a, such a good place to be. Um, I, I was going to talk about some of these other articles here, like the Black Panther two boycott, but I think I'm just going to post the link and not because I don't really care now. Um, unless somebody wants to, probably not, right? Boycotting okay. Black Panther two. Yeah, yeah. They're basically saying because they chose to go a different route in terms of casting versus recasting Chadwick Boseman, mm-hmm. that people are saying that. Come on, guys. That that's not a. They don't support that line of thinking. He's he's gone. You know, like, well, they, yeah, well, the, what they wanted to do is like have like another male character as Black Panther, you know, since Chadwick Boseman had passed. Mm-hmm. And I think they went, the trailer, you saw know, it. I saw led it. people to believe that the fem- the lead was a female. It character. was kind of a horrible trailer, though. It was really yeah. bad. Like, I yeah, was like, I didn't what really are get y'all a lot doing of- here? Yeah. What is yeah. this even? That doesn't even, it doesn't even feel cohesive. Like, I don't even know what I'm watching. I just understand that little sister's probably in the Black Panther suit, and there's just all this crazy shit going on. That's basically it. Like, what in the actual hell are you doing here? And so, Black Panther, the original Black Panther, was a really good movie. 
really good. Yes. I really enjoyed that. Yeah, it was it was really well done. I just I loved I loved him as a Black Panther in general. It was really he did a really good job. Yeah. Um, so he's got rated by Dank RNG. Oh, nice. Hold on a second. I'll do Welcome. I'll do the thing Welcome in chat. Dank RNG. So check this one out. The new Daredevil movie. Let's talk about this. Cause this right here. Is it a movie or series? Oh, I just said movie. I meant series. All right. This right here is exciting. Marvel Studios Daredevil Born Again, an original series starring Charlie Cox and Vincent D'Onofrio, right? That one. Anybody watch the Marvel series on Netflix? Yeah, that was solid. Very, very solid. I did not, so I had no opinion. You definitely should check it out if you like superhero stuff. Charlie Cox was fantastic as Daredevil. Now, I think the take that they're going on for this one isn't going to be as like violent, ultra violent, I guess, is how they describe the mm-hmm. uh, the Netflix series, which I expect it's on Disney. But frankly, even like Hawkeye, which wasn't necessarily the greatest piece of M- MCU was. Was good for me. I mean, I, I don't need, you know blood and gore to be entertained most of the time so so yeah i'm pretty stoked like the the original daredevil movie was kind of like a bust right for me yeah yeah um, ben affleck unfortunately the tv <laughs> dateless doesn't like ben affleck the daredevil oh, i like ben affleck i just didn't think he made a really good well, you know i think he needs to Matt stick Murdoch. to like he's a stick to his little romantic comedy stick in my opinion how do you all feel like he did with batman though I thought he did good with Batman. I, I was actually pleasant, pleasantly surprised yeah, with his I Batman. Too. I have trouble taking him seriously in any role. Um, I, I like him as a person. I think he's a good person. Um, I just don't... Just something about the way he plays. There's like this certain character that all of his characters have that I just, I'm just not a big mm. fan of. Kind of like Keanu Reeves has a character. In all oh, of that's his, fair, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, and, but I like Keanu Reeves' character. I think that's a good one. Um, and it's enjoyable and it's always a good time. But something about Ben Affleck's thing he brings with every character, I just am not a big fan of. See, the Daredevil I don't know, he movie, was really good in The Town. I would have to yeah, say The Town was, was good. a really good Ben I don't Affleck movie. That one. If you haven't seen that one, I highly recommend that. See, I like had with with him in uh, Daredevil, like uh, that one was a movie that was really hard for me to like identify if it was just like a really bad like script and like directing sort of situation or if it was. You know what I mean? Because I kind of felt that same way about what was her name that ended up being his wife was Electra, Jennifer Garner. Oh, uh, Jennifer Garner. Yeah. I kind of felt that way about the Electra movie too. It felt like it had a very similar sort of like. Yeah. I would kind yeah. of equate, yeah, Daredevil, Electra, and Green Lantern as oh. much as I think like Ryan Reynolds. Right. Ryan Reynolds is one of those actors yes. that he kind of plays the same guy in every like yeah, every fair. movie he's in. Same as fair, yeah. But even that, it's like Ryan, buddy, I I, I can't support this. <laughs> yeah. I can't. I love like every other thing he's done. I'm like I'm down, but green lantern i tried watching that again and i just couldn't you want to hear something funny about that i watched it the other day and i was like i don't know man people get a lot of hate i remember feeling like it was a pretty good movie and then i went and i watched it i was like what was i thinking 
exceptions reality right what was going on in my life where i thought that was better than the life i was living somehow right because that's kind Mm -hmm. of the space i had to be in but i'm 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 i thought that the netflix daredevil was really good that particular one i thought the punisher was kind of interesting i was hoping it would get but it kind of haven't seen that one i want to see that one that one was a little. It's got the guy who was on um, The Walking Dead uh, that played Shane. I forget his name. Yeah. I'm really yeah, uh, Frank something. Right? Yeah, yeah. So what? An, if that's his first name, that's interesting because Frank Castle and Frank. Anyway, yeah. Let me double um, check that. So that was a, that was a very interesting. Uh, oh, sorry. Show. No, it's John Bernthal. Oh, okay, bad. there you go. That's better. I'm I was thinking of the character. Not you were, yeah. Um. I, I thought the Daredevil series was like really good. And that was like one of Netflix's series. I was like really bummed didn't continue because I thought that was just going so good. But I think that one stopping wasn't even a Netflix thing as much as it was. Uh, I think Marvel pulled the rights of everything and was like because they were getting ready to go do their own streaming platform thing. Yeah. yeah. And Netflix now suffers because everybody else is doing it, too. It was only going to last so long. Let's be real. Um, yeah. So, yeah, the new Daredevil looks really interesting. There's a new interview with the vampire that you share, Daedalus. Yeah, I, I did actually not know about that. Random, yeah, I honestly randomly caught it. I was surfing on YouTube, and they're coming. It's actually a series, which is interesting, too. And it it's going to be like a... I don't want to say if it's a different take. It's just, like, I guess it's it's different from the like the direction they went with the movies. But, uh, yeah, it's... it's uh, it looked interesting, at least enough to check out. Um, I see Grey Worm I... from Game of Thrones. You know what yeah. I'm talking about? He played the, mm-hmm. uh, I forget the name of the, oh, the damn, the soldier guys, the ones that followed, uh, you know, the Dragon Queen, um, Daenerys. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's interesting. Um, I'm kind of curious about this. I'm I'm a big fan of her her uh, her story in general. The Unsullied. Thank you very much, friends. I appreciate that. I didn't. I couldn't get into the Jessica Jones stuff. Um, I, I couldn't get into Cage either. Daredevil was really solid for me, but then like I kind of felt like a little weird about the Punisher. And I love the Punisher. The Punisher movie, yeah. just that movie. I watched more times. Uh, I, I loved it. It was really good. It's, I think I thought he. What was his name? Um, oh, I'm trying to remember the guy that played the the damn the damn uh, Punisher character in the movie, but he did such a good job. John Travolta, not so much. Thomas Jane. Thomas Jane. That, when I think of Derrida, or when I think of the Punisher, and I think of like an actor that just totally fit that role, he was it, man. Nothing. For me, it was like, you are literally the best parts of the comic book character, and you got a little bit, just enough heart in there to make this really kind of work so yeah it was it was good man but this interview with the vampire looks very that could be interesting yeah yeah i would watch that yeah definitely yeah Um, for stories so i want to say something about streaming platforms real quick right Ooh, Um, okay the reason i'll say is i want to make a prediction uh so it's starting to get a little crazy i feel like like you got hbo max you got Amazon Prime, you got Disney Plus, uh, Disney Plus you got Netflix. Uh, it's starting to get a little, little crazy, right? True. How long before a company such as Time Warner makes a deal and says we got a package deal 
where you pay us 60 bucks a month and you get Hulu, you get Disney Plus, you get how, and then it just turns into cable. Like, how much longer do we have before that? Ha- Somebody's going to do it. They're going to make a deal where they're like, hey, get oh, in with dude. this. Oh, dude. I've thought about this. Oh, this How is such a good question. How long do we have? It, we're, you know, it's like a ticking time oh, bomb. Oh, man. Somebody, such as Time Warner who could afford to do it, right? And that feels like them because they're the ones losing the most money. I don't know all the companies they own, but like T- TBS, uh, CNN, uh, blah, 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 but HBO, I think. Amazon. Uh, I hate to say Amazon here, but Amazon, yeah. when they bought, what was it they bought? Do you remember? It was an MGM? Yeah, MGM. MGM. And then That's they, how got, they got Stargate. Yes. And they got the rights to, was it the Hobbit movies? For distribution of the Hobbit movies? It was, I think it was, right? So, yeah, 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 yeah. You're right. right. You're okay. Right. Yeah, yeah. Something. And, and a ton of other things like Moonstruck was in there, like a bunch of like really good movies. And so now it's like, well, we can clearly put this on our platform, right? Do what we want with it. And there's rumors from last week of what was it around Sunday? I can't remember if this was on the Pathfinder show or whatever, but there was rumors about uh, Microsoft potentially buying Netflix. Yeah. Yep. 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 So I'm going, somebody's going to, somebody's going to make a package though. You know what I mean? And be like, Hey, get our package, go through us and you get all the streaming platforms, you know, (laughs) and and, you know, they'll throw in some little silly stuff. The cable companies can't help it. Right. There'll be some kind of box. Like oh right, it comes with a box. box, man. (laughs) Some kind of damn. They gotta do it. They got to do it. They they can't help themselves. (laughs) They're they're already doing it with like. Yeah, all you are is you're renting it. You're renting this box. Does not belong to you. <laughs> but it's only it's only five dollars a month on top of two hundred you could get. It's our smart box. You plug it in any TV and it turns into a smart TV, right? It turns into a smart TV, yeah. That actually would totally align with your idea though. It does, doesn't it? Wouldn't it? That would like totally would it totally align with like we got a package deal, you get our box, we turn your TV that isn't a smart TV into a smart TV. It comes with a year's supply of shower juice called (laughs) your box. Yeah, you're gonna need it. You're gonna need it. You're gonna get a little stinky watching all these uh, all these shows. That's so funny, man. That's so good. And here's uh, the, because of time, we're not going to get to this Atlantis one, but I'm going to say for next time, because this is kind of a very interesting. I'm not going to say conspiracy theory one. It's just a very interesting one to think of when you think of Atlantis because of how this thing looks. Um, and we'll talk about it another time. But I woke up to this one today. I encourage you. Right. I just I just want to preface. Okay, look, I already know there are going to be people that are going to have something to say about this. This proves nothing about me. I woke up. It was on my feed. That doesn't mean anything either. I don't control that. You're going to be like, it's based on your search history. You don't know what my no, it's not. No, it's not. I didn't do this. Okay, I swear I didn't do this. But scientists. Okay. In a new field of necrobiotics. Right necrobiotics okay this is interesting they literally because spiders right because their their legs are softer they have found a way to get them to clench and essentially become the grapple to pick things up mm-hmm this is interesting dead spiders to yes play that game like the claw yeah game? 
Yeah, so just you got to look at them, their gifts in this and everything. Hashtag dark, dark overlord stuff and things. It's not me. It's an article. Oh, dude. I'm not the dude, one with the science. Sam, Sam we all could have lived our whole life without seeing that gif that pops up immediately. When you play that. <laughs> it's right. We beginning. all could have lived without seeing that. <laughs> I, am not, I am not clicking that. I don't need any more nightmare. I did not want to see you, that. Sir. That, is the, <laughs> that is the creepiest dude, thing I've ever seen in my life. Isn't it, though? Oh, I don't. Like I can't don't live life having this in my head alone. Someone else has to see this too. What are your thoughts when you see this? Not gonna. My do thoughts it. are that necrophiliacs are gonna get really excited about this new technology. <laughs> <laughs> well, that went to a whole new world. Oh, better They're gonna get, gonna get excited. They're gonna get uh, excited about it, dude. It's it's kind of crazy. D dead. <laughs> <laughs> It's true, dude. That is like legit creepy. I was like, why? What? Why aren't you trying to use silicone to pick things up? Going or, on here that we, or is there like a, like an issue with walls <laughs> and metal and stuff suddenly? I don't know, dude. If someone one day woke oh. up and thought, oh, no, you didn't have to keep looking. Oh, I couldn't help it, dude. I couldn't <laughs> help it. I looked further and they're using it on a computer. I, I don't. Picking up mechanic. Yeah, picking up uh, metal parts. Is that what that is? Okay. Yeah. All right. Okay. They, yeah, you're right. Their, right. their perspective is to, to pick up delicate things that normal mechanical, uh, you know, robotic parts would actually break because of pressure. And I'm going. Oh, okay. Okay. Like, Wait, you're more accept, accepting of the necro spider crane what thing? If this, what if this turns into like a surgery thing, right? Where oh, like, that's not cool, dude. No, dude. <laughs> <laughs> no. Oh, it had eggs and then they like some okay. <gasps> they're like they're like, hey, it's a very delicate no. vein that we need to lift oh, here. Vein. So we're gonna I have watched, the spider go down and lift the vein dude, up so we can No. I watched a fringe <laughs> episode about this in season two the other day and it's not a good time, man. It was a squid one. You know if you know fringe, you know what I'm talking about. It's a squid thingy, the worm thing, the squid one or whatever with the, the nodule for like pain killing and stuff. No? Mm -hmm. I think it's episode mm -hmm. seven or eight or nine. Somewhere in there. I don't think I, I, I know about that. Burning Dayless's dumpster fire. And now, friends, we have literally gone full circle. <laughs> Which is where I have to tell you, and I'm sorry to say this, but um, you won't be seeing me next week or the other two here on this stream doing this particular thing. The three of us will not be here because I have got to work on some stuff that are book related. And, you know, I got to tell y'all, when I took those two weeks and I didn't actually do my normal things. I was able to immerse so much more in it. And I actually don't have that kind of, it's not the same when you get back in the momentum of doing all the grindy stuff, the time just flies by dude between everything. And so it is indeed going to be necessary for a little while that I do every other week. So in, in the next month, we'll, we'll skip a week. We'll be back and we'll do one every other week. That's going to be the game plan for a while. Um, Meat hooks. You think I didn't see you in chat. You thought that I was doing the outro. It's a good time to slide in. Thought Sim was about to Bilbo Baggins this shiz and put the ring on and disappear the way he said that. It did seem like that's good. Wait, did it good. really? Like just, it did yeah, kind of sound did. like you're about to. Did yeah, it, I was about like, <laughs> did I? I it didn't did even hear like it. That, yeah. You I need to do that next time. Just turn your cam off or something. <laughs> <or have like laughs> <a good idea. laughs> 
Well, it's been a, I've, I've got to go. <laughs> Farewell to you all. <laughs> the stream ends like I just disappear. The chair is here. The stream continues for 10 hours. Yeah, you disappear. You can and see it goes some, offline. See somebody on the on the couch with their legs spread only. Oh, wait, hold on. <laughs> Number one. OK, that that's going into a really bad place. That has never happened on that couch. Ever. There are no contracts. There are no NDAs related to anything he just said. In fact, it's a damn lie. Okay. That is not there's true. There's plenty of bleach and acetone. There's no blue light in this room for a not. I mean, what? Check something real quick. You know, that's not. <laughs> it is a lie. It is. Yep. Yep. No, it's yep. not. It's no, no, it's not. I checked. It is a lie. <laughs> It's unbelievable. This is just like I feel like this isn't actually very cool, you guys. So I'm gonna go ahead. And... Where's my ring? I don't. Uh, have I, I, I told you. I told you. I need to keep. I need to keep the scales tipped in my favor, bro. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if it's like coming full circle. It's just every every Sunday whenever I do the L or the Ashes Pathfinder podcast. It's like there's like two to three solid like loot ninja dark overlord jokes. Fair. Uh, it's not true though so on that note i want you to remember i am an honest paladin with good intentions all right lights justice reigns and i'm always your friend and with that being said gentlemen why don't you shout out your domains nathan daedalus let people know uh, where they can find you when you're not on this podcast that day or nathan <laughs> so i'll go first yeah, okay yeah. uh you can find me on youtube the nathan napalm and uh yeah, come check me out. Got lots of fun stuff going. Oh, real quick before we go, I do yes. have some news. Oh, I made I made the news a little bit. Um, you? Yeah, so I've been trying to revitalize Vanguard Saga of Heroes because it was a canceled MMO, uh, and we've been getting the server to spike up 100, 150 players from down to one to five players. So we've got a good community going there, and um, there's an article written about it recently. So nice. uh, we've got some fun stuff going on. Where's it at? Uh, it's on, uh, what's the other one? Uh, not MMORPG. Massively OP? Massively, yes. I'll go yes. check it out. Nice, dude. Cool. I'm glad to hear that. That's so actually really cool, though. Hopefully, uh, it's only a let it go, right? Yeah, I'm trying to get the IP, actually. We're going to crowdfund it if we got to. We're going to try to buy the Ooh, IP. Ooh, that would be really cool, dude. Yep. Oh, my God. Imagine if they did. They probably wouldn't just because of that, though, wouldn't they? Well... Damn. Yeah, Don't there's a lot that. of the reasons they might not, but they're making zero money on it now. So I think I might at least be able to mm. shake them to like give it that little bit of support, like they do P not EverQuest P99, where they're mm. like, "Here's the database to help you guys make your own little thing here." Ooh, that'd be um, cool. That'd be good enough. Yeah, that would be good. Yeah, nice. I'm gonna go check out that article about you, Daedalus. They can find you. Uh, yeah, you can find me on Twitter at the Ashen Herald and on YouTube, YouTube.com/slash c/slash the Ashen Herald. Friends, we might be at the end of the show today, right? As usual, gotta gotta let you know we're always looking for more to join the party. Rants a plenty until the next uh, podcast episode, which will be warm. It'll be eighty five, actually, episode eighty five, which will be in a two weeks from today. Till then, live your best lives, walk in the light, and have a great night, everybody. We'll see you again real soon. Good night, friends. Take care, everybody.